according to my view of it, for I have never found a better one, but that it was known to be rugged and large and desolate, and here he had discovered a place which seemed almost to be made for him, so withdrawn, so self-defended, and uneasy of access. There was not more than a dozen of them, counting a few retainers, who still held by Sir Ensor, but soon the dunes increased much faster than their honesty. At first they had brought some ladies with them, of good repute with charity, and then, as time went on, they added to their stock by carrying off many good farmers' daughters. Perhaps their den in that fertile valley might well have been stormed, and themselves driven out of the forest, if honest people had only agreed to begin with them at once, when first they took to plundering. But having respect for their good birth, and pity for their misfortunes, and perhaps a little admiration of the justice of God, that robbed men now were robbers, the squires and the farmers and shepherds at first did nothing more than grumble gently, or even make a laugh of it, each in the case of others. After a while they found the matter gone too far for laughter, as violence and deadly outrage stained the hand of robbery, until every woman clutched her child, and every man turned pale at the very name of Doon. I was turned fourteen years old when I first went to explore the Badgery water. My mother had long been ailing and not well able to eat much, and there is nothing that frightens us so much as for people who have no love of their victuals. Now I chanced to remember that once at the time of the holidays I had brought dear mother from Tiverton a jar of pickled loaches, caught by myself in the Lerman River, and baked in the kitchen oven with vinegar a few leaves of bay, and about a dozen peppercorns. And my mother had said that, in all her life, she had never tasted anything fit to be compared with them. So now, being resolved to catch some loaches, whatever trouble it cost me, I set forth without a word to anyone. In the forenoon of St. Valentine's Day, 1675 or 6, I think it must have been. I never could forget that day, and how bitter cold the water was for I doffed my shoes and hose and put them into a bag about my neck, and so went into the pebbly water, trying to forget how cold it was. When I had travelled two miles or so, suddenly, in an open space, where meadows spread about it, I found a good stream flowing softly into the body of our brook, gliding smoothly and forcibly, as if upon some set purpose. Now all the turn of my life hung on that moment, It seemed a sad business to go back now, and to tell my mother there were no loaches, and yet it was a frightful thing, knowing what I did of it, to venture where no grown man durst, up the badgery water. However, my spirit arose within me, so I went starkly up under the branches which hang so dark on the badgery river. Here, although affrighted often by the deep, dark places, and feeling that every step I took might never be taken backward. On the whole, I had a very comely sport of loaches, trout and minnows, forking some and tickling some, and driving others to shallow nooks, whence I could bail them ashore. Till suddenly I saw that the day was falling fast behind the brown of the hilltops, and the trees, being void of leaf and hard, seemed giants ready to beat me. And every moment... As the sky was clearing up for a white frost, the cold of the water got worse and worse, until I was fit to cry with it. And so, in a sorry plight, I came to an opening in the bushes, 
where a great black pool lay in front of me, whitened with foam froth. Skirting round one side, with very little comfort, because the rocks were high and steep, and the ledge at the foot so narrow, I came to a sudden sight and marvel, such as I never dreamed of. For lo, I stood at the foot of a long, pale slide of water, coming smoothly to me, without any break or hindrance, for a hundred yards or more, and fenced either side with cliff, sheer and straight and shining. What prevented me from turning back was a strange, inquisitive desire, very unbecoming in a boy of little years. Therefore, I girt up my breeches anew, bestowed my fish around my neck more tightly, and not stopping to look much, for fear of fear, crawled along over the fork of rocks, where the water had scooped the stone out, and shunning thus the ledge from whence it rose, like the mane of a white horse, into the broad black pool, softly I let my feet into the dip and rush of the torrent. How I went carefully, step by step, keeping my arms in front of me, and never daring to straighten my knees, is more than I can tell clearly, or even like to think of, because it makes me dream of it.